Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo podcast. I am here with Timothy Bruce. Correct. Wow. See, I say like all questioning myself because I've, I've fucked up people's names for so many years that I just assume that even if I've known you for a few years, uh, I'm still John Hoylo to this day. I, I will fuck up his name every <laughs> once in a while. So I always throw it out there. So today's podcast is on hybrid martial arts versus MMA. I know it's clickbaity, but hey, you probably wouldn't have clicked on this if it wasn't for that. This is the Social Jello with Angelo podcast, a podcast about martial arts and psychology, specifically social psychology and how people relate to cultures, specifically martial arts cultures. I would like to break down and say that culturally, martial artists, depending on what they do, kind of come from different cultures according to the styles they practice. Now, it's not the Kaja Kimbo podcast. I know a lot of Kaja Kimbo guys listen. I really appreciate that. I am a Kaja Kimbo martial artist. If you want to check that out, at the end of the video, there's a whole hour spiel about that. Now, before we get started, I thought it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit about Tim. Tim's uh, also a Kaja Kimbo black belt. Coming. <laughs> I know, but it's not the Kaja Kimbo podcast. I keep saying that. It just happened to be, you know, I, I know a lot of people that screw stuff. He comes out of, um, hey, where are you coming out of, man? Not, it's not Kentucky. It's Mount Home, Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. He comes he's coming out of Arkansas, out of Colt Combatives. Uh, what, is there a website they can check out your martial arts stuff at? Uh, Colt Combatives on Facebook. There you go. Colt Combatives on Facebook. If you want to check out his programs there. So let's just get right to it. Um, I thought it'd be fun. So I, uh, I, I decided to Google hybrid martial arts. And uh, and this is the this is the list that came up, which I found that was pretty interesting. So if you go onto Wikipedia, it's a lot of different styles. Like I thought, I know Kaji Kembo is known as a hybrid martial art. So let's just cover what a hybrid martial art is. It's known as a hybrid fighting system, or sometimes eclectic martial arts, or freestyle martial arts. Um, it's referred to as mixed martial arts, and we're gonna get back to that MMA and mixed martial arts. I don't want to get too far into it, but we'll get back there in a sec or systems that incorporate techniques and theories from several martial arts. While numerous martial arts borrow or adapt from other arts, to some extent, could also be considered hybrids. So like, so let's just get this out of the way now. So I don't want to get this in this later. Is MMA, what's MMA? MMA is a sport. There's a whole other podcast I've done about that too. I don't know if I'm going to have time to link it here, but if you go through my channel playlist, I get together with uh, also Kajakimo Black Belt, uh, creator of his system, Hawaiian Kempo, and UFC coach uh, John Hackleman. That's his name. He uh, He's uh, Chuck Liddell's coach, connected to Chuck Liddell, Glover Ticks area, and Alex Pereira by by proxy. Um, so he's a UFC coach, and he we did a long discussion about why Kaju Kembo is not MMA. And again, it's because MMA is a sport. And I'm not, I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole right here because that'll be a whole 30 minutes. I'm trying to get this up out there as quickly as possible um mma is a sport it's got its own rules and right now we keep seeing and this is why we're having this discussion we keep seeing hybrid martial arts saying that they're mma and by the definition that we just talked about as a noun it is mixed martial arts as a noun like definition it's mixed styles right different 
stuff. So let's just go over this list real quick. And this is kind of surprising. <laughs> some of you are going to be surprised to see this as a hybrid martial art. Maybe some of you will argue that it's not. But this can uh, include and is not limited to, holy crap, Aikido, American Kempo, American Tang Sudo, ARB, Army Combatives, Bartitsu, Close Combat, Combat Hapkido, Combat Hop Pack, Defendo, 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 <laughs> I like that, uh, Emerson Combat Systems, German Jiu-Jitsu, Hand-to-Hand Combat, Hapkido again, uh, oh boy, from Finland, Hakuryu Jujutsu, Hong Rong Tsung Rong Do from Korea, Jailhouse, Jailhouse Rock. Wow, there we go. Fine Cell United States. Jeet Kune Do, I know that one. I don't know it, but I've never heard of it. Oh, I can't pronounce that. Here we go. J Tai Kai Koko Jujutsu in Japan. Jujutsu from Japan. Jujutsu is not Jujutsu. Kami Jutsu, Kajukembo, Kempo Kempo Karate, Kickboxing in Japan. Kalara Priyat. In India, Krav Maga, Israel, Kudo, Japan. I like Kudo is pretty cool, by the way. I like Good it. Uh, yeah, I've seen some cool stuff out of them. Kuksu, oh boy, Kuksu Wong. By the way, if you practice any of these styles, and I'm, I told you earlier I'm bad at names. I probably should have made Tim do this. Kunto Soft, uh, Asia, Kukushin from Japan, Limi Lama from Samoa, Ling Seng Kunto, Indonesia, Lut Rip Rip Brazil, Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, Mixed Martial Arts Worldwide, Modal Mugin. United States, Muay Thai, Thailand, Ochitakawa, Canada, Um Yongdo, Korea, Pancreas, Japan, Pancreation in ancient Greece, Sambo, coming out of the Russia, Sanda in China, Sanjuro, United Kingdom, Shaolin Kempo Karate, United States, which is also related to Kaja Kempo. There's a history there. Uh, I did a podcast about that too. Shinokan Karate in Japan, Shotokan Karate in Okinawa, Japan. So that's funny, right? Shidokan, and we can get into the areas of why this happens. Why does Okinawa and Japan both have Shudokan pronounced a little bit different, but it's a different style for some reason. Shoot boxing in Japan, shoot wrestling in Japan, shoot fighting in Japan, shuto in Japan, which are all pretty much the same thing. Shuringi Kempo in Japan, which is not related to Shaolin Kempo, but if I translated Shuring Kempo to English, it actually does translate as Shaolin Kempo, but they have two different lineages with Shaolin Kempo being related to the Godin lineage and Shaolin Kempo in Japan being more related to Chinese lineage back in China. Salat, Indonesia, Simbo Hapkido in South Korea, Sibat, United States, Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu, United States. Hey, you guys were talking about that the other day. Spear System, Special Combat Aggressive Reactionary System, Sistema Russia, Tengsudo, Japan, United, Unified Weapons Master Australia, Unified in Germany, Valetudo, Brazil, Vovinam, Vietnam, uh, Wei Kundo, World War II Combatives, Yungya, Yungsudo, in Korea, Yusi Budo in Japan, France, and Zero Range Combat in Japan. And I will even add Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I, will, I will add that. I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have time to edit it in right now, but if you look at Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's not a traditional martial art. It started in Brazil. It started from judo. They decided to break it off, and they decided to start mixing in uh, more ground fighting. And then later, before they got into the UFC, they were mixing in, learning how to at least block punches and kicks, and they did learn how to punch and kick. And if you look at Rickson, he learned he was really big on learning a good emphasis in striking before you know just jumping into the cage with just solely the Brazilian jiu-jitsu art that they came up with. Even All before right. that, Maya yeah. had done lucha libre yeah. and catch wrestling down there. Yeah, so they, they were mixing it up. So there's the list. Um 
So Tim, what do you want to say about all that? So the first thing I want to say is that that entire list can be condensed down to things that came from boxing, wrestling, judo, or karate. No matter what, they all trace back to one of those four, and they are just variations of those four and branches of those four. And then the better ones are either ones that combine specifically judo, boxing, wrestling, or ones that came from a military system that combined judo, boxing, and wrestling. And when you look at it, what it comes down to is there's the people a lot of the styles i just mentioned and the reason i said that they might not be exactly okay with the idea of you saying it's a hybrid martial art is because a lot of the people that practice these arts they think it's traditional like they have this thing and, I, and, I, and like i said earlier i don't want to get into a long spiel about um why a traditional martial art may be what it is sorry i'm having issues with my sound right now um they come from a they think they're practicing a traditional martial art and because of that when you call it a hybrid martial art they get all they get their panties in a twist about this so i i, I don't see why but what, why would you think people get upset when you when you say something like that <laughs> because everyone wants to be a purist and everyone wants to have the secret everyone wants to have the their niche little carved out but to be honest there's only so many ways the human body can move and things have been passed down as long as we've been fighting and trying to fight each other so i think it really all always boils down the traditionalists want to have their own little sect they want to be they want to feel like their thing is pure and wholly original and is there an advantage to that to having your system be pure, probably only from a selling standpoint, you know, a marketing standpoint. But, you know, people, you'll, you'll hear people talk about traditional martial arts, you know, so like you'll think of a, a form of karate that's a traditional martial art from 1915. Well, BJJ was also from 1915 or 1914 and 1925. So who's to say what is traditional and what isn't? Are we basing tradition off this century, last century, or a century before that? Because honestly, they're all within 200 years of each other. They're all rather young. That entire list is probably all within the last 200 years. How traditional is it? Where do we cut? Where do we draw the line between traditional and modern? I think, and I think that's that's the biggest thing, right? So let, now let's go to MMA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's go to MMA. That that being said, let's go to MMA. I found another really interesting thread, and I shared it with you guys a while back. Let me see if I can bring it up real quick. Yeah, there it is. Um. I'm just going to here. I'm going to share my computer here, share. So here's a post that I found that is coming out of Gracie Humaita Las Vegas team Mika. It's a long name. Shout out to you guys. 30 years ago, the UFC was created to determine which martial art is the most effective in a real fight with no rules, no gloves, and no limits. While we acknowledge the business acumen of the current UFC owners and the toughness and skill of modern fighters, we must contend that the original objective was thwarted in the name of show business. The excessive rules, short rounds, and judge decisions designed to favor stand-up striking and physicality have increased physicality, that's a good one, <laughs> have increased the entertainment value of show while undermining realism originally intended. In the early days of jiu-jitsu in Brazil, Carlos Gracie Sr. 
Sr. resisted tremendous pressure by promoters in the media and never allowed his younger brother, Helio Gracie, to fight under such restrictive rules and regulations, which made it impossible to find out who is truly the superior fighter. Which is interesting. It's very interesting to hear this argument. Because this is the same argument that I hear a lot of Kempo guys, karate guys uh tradition quote-unquote traditional martial arts guys that teach you how to poke him in the eye bite his throat off um they'll always come in and say that 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 mma as it stands right now isn't brutal enough to demonstrate the true essence of their martial art and if you look at this thread it's a lot of people saying that and some people's arguing the other way right some people arguing the other way. Some people arguing that it should be. And what I what I told them, what I said pretty much, was just fighters are more rounded now. The Graces did a great job marketing their style, and um, now everyone from kickboxing to karate to wrestling, they all learn some Brazilian jiu-jitsu to be well rounded. The some more than others. It's no longer one style versus another style. It really has become a mixed martial art venue. It's like when it first started, it was very, very much a style. Like if you look at UFC one, just Google UFC one, you'll see crazy fights with guys that are some guys. And I, I read, I read uh, in his book, uh, blood in the cage, great book about Pat Militage. Check it out. Um, it's out there. It's on Google. And it, in that book, <laughs> he talks about UFC one and the first UFCs and how they would get the fighters some of them were randomly, not randomly, they all were randomly chosen. They would just send out like emails to whoever the contact, whoever they can contact in the area. And they'd be like, hey, we're having a fight. They had their main card and they set that up, right? With the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys and any challenges that the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys had to have them in America. But one of the more catch wrestling kind of thing they were doing was they would just put out a giant memo in the town that they were going to have the event. And they would allow anyone to, well, they wouldn't allow, they would allow anyone to enter if they, if they got there and they submitted in time, anyone had a chance to enter. So not only would they get guys that were local karate guys, local boxers or not local boxers, they'd fly in a boxer, right? Or pro wrestlers. They'd also grab guys straight from bars, like just brawlers, guys that would fight a lot, would sign up and they'd ask them, what style are you? Like, I don't know. I'm just a brawler. They'd say, okay, you were karate. <laughs> you got, and they just you're kickboxing they just hand them out a style and throw them out there and say they were that style because they had to have something on there they couldn't just put brawler right so and when you look at, at the original frank as frank the tank abbott started moving up he started training more became more what we're talking about right now a mixed martial arts started training more in brazilian jiu-jitsu and training in different styles right some boxing here and there but when he first came in he was mostly just one of those brawlers that's what he really was he's a big guy did some, he had some wrestling behind him and mostly just a lot of fights at bars he was known for drinking a lot and fighting originally eventually he became a little more refined but there was a lot of guys with that kind of a background they'd throw in a style and then they'd go at it and if you look at ufc there was a mix of people that just liked to fight and there was also a mix of guys that had a one style maybe two at most right maybe two Maybe, but most of the guys were coming from one specific style. So it was a little more of a style versus style when we're talking about what it looked like in UFC 1. But you fast forward to now, they're not doing that anymore. Back then it was 
still mm, borderline underground fighting. I mean, that if you look at the legal, legally speaking, some of it was underground fighting. Like it, it they were trying. It, it was Valley Tudo, which was on the list earlier of mixed mar- hybrid mixed martial arts. So like, and Valley Tudo ran the same way in Brazil too. That's where they got this idea. Valley Tudo was the original venue that they used to have these fights for. The Gracies, the Gracies would work with Vale Tudo promotions, and Vale Tudo was very known for this. They'd come in, they'd uh, they'd li- they'd li- sometimes if there wasn't enough fighters, they'd ask people from the crowd, catch wrestling style. Does anybody want to come in here and fight our champion? Right, <laughs> and people were sitting there drinking, watching the fights. I'll take them on, right? So like it was a very wild west approach to fighting. Obviously, now they don't do that. Could you imagine the US, the current UFC? All right, now that. <laughs> Now that, yeah, now, that, now that Alex Pereira just got done with his title fight, does anybody in the crowd want to come in here and challenge him? <laughs> so what, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, when it comes to, like the, like you said, where MMA started, the original idea was trying to put style versus style. And all a lot of it was for marketing reasons for the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. But even then, we're talking about the hybrid martial arts. A lot of the styles that were coming into that were already hybrid fighters, right? The You had a, a Savat guy. You had a sumo guy. You had a catch wrestling, Shamrock. You know, and some of those guys were already boxing and doing shooto fighting. And even in jiu-jitsu, we already talked. They had jiu-jitsu and catch wrestling. So it was a hybrid. So even though we are just then just said they were traditionalists or at least purists in their forms, even those styles that they're coming into were hybrids. Yeah. And again, like, and I, and I think it has to do with, and then that, that's what he was trying to say, right? He was trying, and then that's, that's what they were trying to argue that the UFC isn't as good now. And people got mad. Like people were already saying like, you know, I, I forgot one, one guy was like saying that, uh, I, I can't even find it. Oh yeah. Uh, it's always been mixed. All styles have a multitude of aspects, bare knuckle boxing, throwing kicks, the founding of karate had throws and arm locks. It's a sport that changes the true martial arts. Sports, one thing. Martial arts is another. I hear that a lot. Mixed martial arts has always been given names for the promotions of the so-called founders. But the thing is, yes, it's a mixed martial art, but it's not MMA. Yep. So, like, yes. Oh, go ahead. where, Where I draw the line between the two of MMA and hybrid martial arts, MMA is a mixture. You take a few things from whatever you can get that are the best proven inside the sport, whereas hybrid martial arts generally are two systems, three systems being stitched together as opposed to melded together. Does that make sense? There are seams. You know, when, when you talk about your, your kudo, you, you have judo and karate, whereas mixed martial arts, you might do judo and karate or judo and wrestling, but it's melded together better or for purpose of sport as opposed to having distinct styles where you can tell what part is which you can see the seams in hybrid martial arts. And then another thing is, and I think this, again, we're talking about MMA versus hybrid martial arts in MMA. And this is where there's some overlap. If you go to a quote MMA gym, you're going to find essentially a facility that has different people that specialize in different arts some of them may come from a hybrid martial art actually technically they all come from hybrid martial arts if we just look at the original list i just mentioned it's hard it's hard 
say you come from anything pure. Yeah. If anything, I might have to rename this podcast to, is there such a thing as a pure martial art? Because a lot of people think no. there is. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And there's not. <laughs> oh, there isn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, and that, that, that a lot, any traditionalists will get really upset right off the bat. But really, if what we're talking about from the list we just talked about, the definition we just talked about, it's really hard to have a quote unquote in this modern age, unless you lived in a vacuum, a bubble, and uh, some other planet that wasn't exposed to Earth. There's, there's, it's going to be very difficult for you to say that your martial art is your art alone and is pure and is sticking to the ancient scrolls that you've been reading. And some of them have, some of them have, and I, that doesn't necessarily mean it's better. <laughs> that's, that's the other problem. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the other issue. Some of them do. I mean, if, if you look at some of the oldest martial arts, usually coming from India and China, if we're going to look at a lot of the older, like documented, I'm sure there's other martial arts out there, but as far as documented, because um, the Chinese and, and, and people from India have been writing it down, you know, they're, they're like historically speaking, they can write it down longer. So we have more historical documents tracing Kung Fu back quite a bit, but like in those Kung Fu styles, those people that decided to stick to the ancient texts. Um, yeah, I didn't, it, it, I don't think people are around anymore. I think they got weeded out. I think they had a mix to survive. That's the only reason it survives. Every time there's a new dynasty changing over, things get washed through or switched in or changed over. Because you originally started saying how hybrid martial arts and how that connects to culture right there. Every time a new culture comes into power, that culture overwrites what was pre-existing there. Think of some of the things that people think are the most traditional martial arts right now. Taekwondo. That is Japanese karate and maybe some Korean tachyon, which was a child's game before that. That's extremely traditional martial art in modern, in most people's minds. Shotokan karate. That was Okinawan Tei. And what people are believing now is a lot of savat kicks from the 1890, uh, 1890s French military. So even the two most traditional martial arts that most people would think of when you say traditional martial arts, Shotokan, Taekwondo, they're hybrid martial arts. Kyokushin. Kyokushin, exactly. And as I said, I was trying to avoid karate because I'm going to do a whole podcast on just mm -hmm. karate, American karate and Japanese karate later. But um, yeah, a lot of things, a lot of styles that people view as traditional. Another thing, people don't view boxing as traditional. Right. It's older. It, yep. <laughs> it's older than the, uh, the previous yeah. mentioned styles. That's older than those styles, but no one sees boxing as traditional. No one goes out there, no, no casual non-martial artist looks at boxing and says, these people are traditional martial artists. And yet, and the funny thing is even within, well, within a bigger boxing community, you have individuals like, especially the people in the Bartitsu community and the pugilism community, who will look at bare knuckle boxing from olden days and try to recreate the rule sets and recreate the techniques that they used to use back then. And don't realize that that pugilism, that bare knuckle boxing and all that, that is just traditional versions of boxing. That is traditional boxing. Yeah. And then also not realizing that, like you said, unless you live in a bubble, we can sit there and say, okay, we are going to recreate the rules that made bare knuckle boxing from back then. But even if you did that, you're still grabbing a modern boxer. 
who's already who's already seen Mike Tyson, who's already seen all of your current modern boxing skills. They're gonna there's because boxing evolved like every like he's like you just said earlier like boxing evolved so even they're gonna grab those skills and now they're just gonna use what they're doing now under that rule set so it's still not gonna be the maybe your rule set will be kind of pure but your guys are still or girl and girls girls and guys um no one's ex- excluded here so they're still gonna be coming from how they evolved to now more head movement right there was there was some head movement it's a lot of head movement in modern boxing because points right they turn into a point game so yeah we can say it's no longer a point game it's more about knocking out the guy more but there's you still can't separate these things out you can't pull them apart and say no 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 we want to box like they did right (laughs) we want to go back to that no one's going to want to do that right so they're like no and then it works better like this this is how we've learned how to do it and this is how we've evolved with it and there's no way we're going to do that just because. Now, it's funny when you see them try to do that, right? And I, I said, I'm going to try to avoid the karate argument. But it's interesting when you see some of the karate rules try to do that. Hey, we're not going to allow any hook punches, only straight punches, right? Because we want to try to keep it pure. Yeah. Or So we're going to say, hey, and you see this a lot in the point fighting. Now I can go more into taekwondo. You have to chamber the punch. This is one of the things that drove me absolutely insane about point sparring was you had to chamber the punch. And if they didn't see a perfect chamber, hit, return, therefore the point no longer counts to try to keep it pure. And I, I only did point, I, I only did, I only did two. I only did two point sparring competitions because my instructor asked me to. Um, otherwise than that, it was always either continuous, uh, full contact kickboxing or MMA I would, or, or, or grappling, catch wrestling. Or jiu-jitsu but i would not when i competed i would not i hated point sparring i absolutely despise point sparring didn't mind it as a training tool i think it's an awesome training tool especially when you're working with kids kind of shy kind of scared of hitting each other especially beginners i think point sparring is a great way to kind of get their toes wet get them to you know kind of warm them up to the idea I, I don't, I personally don't do it with my kids, but I can see where the idea does come from. Like I can get, it. I get that. I get that. Um, and again, if this, if that's your thing, I, it's your thing. I'm not criticizing if that's your thing. If you enjoy doing that, just like people, some people enjoy, people love basketball, right? And some people love football. Some people like football more than rugby, whatever that is, have at it. I'm just saying the idea of this, I'm going to be a purist and we're going to add this rule set to it to be pure. Is almost a hindrance to what actual combat is supposed to be. And then that's right. And that's the question. Is it supposed to be combat? I guess that that's the other question. Is it supposed to be combat? But when we look at MMA and we look at these sports systems, is it supposed to be combat or entertainment? Right. And I think that's, there's a fine line there. Combat. Because a lot of that, or that earlier thread I showed you with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys complaining they were complaining that they're catering more towards entertainment and less combat. And sport, it's sport more so than entertainment. But yeah, if there's yeah. rule sets and points and there there are ways to win without winning, ways of winning without beating your opponent through sheer combat of skill, then it's a sport. And it, then what you're training is pushed towards a sport. Just like how you take modern, not even karate, modern taekwondo or anything like that, or modern judo, it's all towards points as opposed to what the actual victory of what that was supposed to represent back in the day was supposed to be. 
you know, the Ippon. The Ippon was supposed to be another guy throwing another guy down so that he could stab him to death before the battle kept going on. Yeah. Well, now you can't exactly finish a fight like that on on TV. So send him to the ground, make sure he wouldn't hit his head or he would have hit his head. Ippon, you win the match. They try to keep the spirit alive, but they lose a lot of the martial aspects of their martial arts. And then at the same time, though, the 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 rabbit hole that you end up falling under if you decide to say i want to keep it quote unquote martial pure by not competing in the sport the rabbit hole that you can easily end up with is tai chi what's going to happen is or any of those kung fu styles that do the deadly stuff like i saw a guy mm. I, I shared that other i shared that other i shared a photo of that guy but he there was another karate guy there's a karate guy. Like I said, I'm trying to avoid karate as much as I can because I have another podcast on it. But he was talking about how he's practicing the deadly arts and he was sitting there finger jabbing uh punching bag. And and he was talking about how he was practicing some of some of the hidden secret techniques, and that there's a lot of secret techniques that are no longer taught because of how deadly they are. And all these karate guys jumped in there say talking about these secret techniques. And then I jumped in saying there are no secret techniques, and everyone said no you just don't you don't ever, you, you don't know them because you've never seen them because they're a secret <laughs> and, so like, and i live in japan <laughs> i teach a karate guy for christ's sakes so like, <laughs> it's a traditional i mean his secrets <laughs> he's there i trained the dude he showed me some of those secrets that's not any, yeah either way um what happened that rabbit hole the problem about that and this is why i still think MMA is a great place to test your art is because outside of being able to throw a guy down and then here's another problem if we said okay and this is this is the argument that a lot of Kaja Kimbo guys make no MMA is a sport I would be it, I, I would be able to be an MMA fighter and I'm not gonna say all Kaja Kimbo guys say that because some of the Kaja guys do not agree with what I just said but I've heard Kaja Kimbo guys say this specifically Kaja Kimbo guys and American Kimbo guys if I were able to put my finger in the MMA fighter's eyes, um, I'd be able to blind him. And then when he's on the ground, he wouldn't know what to do with a, with a head stomp or whatever. Um, and they're completely bypassing. And it's funny. This goes with what the Gracie guy said. The, guy, the Gracie guy said earlier his mention about physicality. He, re- he used the word physicality because an unsaid thing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is – pure brazilian jiu-jitsu does not use power or strength they use the magic secret techniques of brazilian jiu-jitsu to subdue their bigger stronger opponent tell tell that to the roided up jiu-jitsu champions of today and that's what he's talking about he's criticizing that right physicality that was highlighted in that in that comment and that's one point that you're they're overlooking is if you're getting ready for a sport, and we're going to wrap this up because we hit the 30 minutes. Uh, if, we're, if we're looking at a sport like MMA, all those guys, and all those, all those young women and young men are athletes, all of them. Unlike UFC 1, where you had a guy like Tink Abbott that would chug a beer for, for show before going in and beat the crap out of a guy, you won't see that anymore. You'll see him drink afterwards um, there's stories of uh of who was it? I think it was Fedor. I think it was either Fedor 
or boss rootin he would uh he would he would put some vodka and and wash his mouth out with vodka so he'd smell like alcohol just even though he wasn't drinking just to smell like alcohol because just to throw off his opponents to make him think that he might be drunk right this is the kind of old school mma stories from the original that you won't see anymore because they see it more as a sport so they're getting ready for it you'd never hear of you think about the backlash if you heard that some pro football player was drinking before a game think about the backlash that guy would get especially if they lost the game there they'd come after him like so bad so a lot of these people are coming more to mma as an athlete and training like athletes they're physically fit like they're really in great shape and that might outdo some of the technique areas you can get a long way on pure athleticism and genetics and mixed martial arts and any sport but mixed martial arts especially yeah and that's why you see whenever you see a crossover guy some guy coming from wrestling some guy coming from american football they do well because they already have that box checked so the, the rabbit hole that people fall under when they say they're going to be a traditionalist or do these secret techniques and that or that they want to go back to the more combat days is because you're not going to be tested because you're not going to be tested on athleticism. And then how are we going to test it? How can we objectively say that what you do would be more effective? And then what are you more effective against? I guess this is the other question. Exactly. A lot, a lot of, a lot of karate and hybrid martial arts and traditional martial arts, they all they they are training things that were trained for the average man of a hundred years ago. You know, most modern people still can't fight worth a shit, but they can fight better than the average man a hundred years ago. The average kid off the street today probably knows a guillotine, may not do it perfect, may not do it well, but he can try. And it's it's in our conscious psyche, it's in our lexicon now. So the average Joe today is better, but a lot of those traditional styles that think they're training for real fighting and real streets and things, they're still training techniques that were fighting for dudes who didn't know what a guillotine was 50, 60 years ago, if that makes sense. Or didn't expect a kick. Yeah. They didn't expect a kick. Kicking was considered dirty fighting. Kick, kicking was considered dirty fighting in, in my generation in the 90s. In the 90s, all in the 90s, right? 90s is when things started to change. I see more YouTube videos of people kicking each other. But if you started, yeah. UFC 1 opened up with a head, a head kick to the teeth. Yeah, so like <laughs> if you got in a street fight and uh, and someone straight out challenged you, let's go, let's brawl. It was unsaid that what you just kind of agreed to was a bare knuckle boxing match with maybe a little bit of a ground and pound and your friends are probably going to pull you apart. Like once you start, once you hit the ground, they're going to get you back up and kind of make you kind of adhere to boxing rules um and as time moved on you're seeing less of that right you're seeing you're seeing and not not to say that an all-out no two people trying to kill each other didn't start trying to kick each other and stuff they would but for the most part things have changed even since then right so like what are you really training for and i, and I want to say like for mma for the mma guys i just said they're all athletes they're training to fight another athlete who's prepared and gone through a specialty, figured out what they're good at, and then trained in a bunch of different hybrid martial arts to be as good as they can get, compared to a hybrid martial artist who's preparing to defend themselves against an opponent that may or may have not trained, has perhaps some training or no training behind them. So the goals are completely different. 
MMA being sport is athlete versus athlete. Hybrid martial arts generally are individual versus average Joe. I think that's where that is a big distinction between the two. Not, and that's not saying that there's not hybrid martial artists that make strength training and cardio training part of their hybrid martial art. And that to me is one thing that stands out in things like Kajikambo is that we do try to have a certain level of athleticism to our game, you know? And I think that is, I think you're right. That is a strong indicator of whether it's mixed martial arts or a hybrid system. Are you training for another athlete for a competitive ask? Uh, idea or are you training to defend yourself versus a would-be attacker that is untrained which is a flawed ideology to even begin with because you should train for the worst case scenario you can't assume that the kid that you're about to fight didn't do four years of wrestling in high school and a, a one-week jiu-jitsu class and got really damn good at that guillotine he's about to put you in that's the, that's the mentality i have anyway like i, I want to train people in my hybrid martial arts you know i, I got a black belt in krav maga uh i'm an instructor in jeet kune do and kajikenbo all hybrid martial arts but we train mixed martial arts and we train combatives and we train it to assume that we're going to fight the athletic person, you know, because you got you don't know who you're going to deal with. You don't know what any given individual can do. And the average individual today is a hell of a lot better. Prepare yeah. for the, yeah, prepare, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. <laughs> like that's, 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 really, that's really, that's the best you can do is prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And, and if you do that, then, then you're covered. You're covered, in my opinion. Well, we have hit our 30 minutes. Hey, for those of you who just checked this out, we really appreciate you sitting and listening to this conversation. I try to release at least one of these a month. I want to thank uh, Tim for coming. Tim, can I call you Tim? I never even asked you that. We've been calling I you Tim. Tim our... Yeah, I go by Tim more often than not. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure if we're, if we're at that level of camaraderie yet. But anyway, I want to thank Tim for coming out and sharing his thoughts on this topic. Every month, we release at least one of these. Hey, if you have comments, go and throw them in there. Uh, type them out. I have a pretty friendly group here. So if you go on my YouTube channel and have a discussion with some of the other people there, I rarely see people attacking each other the way that I do on Facebook and other other, <laughs> other platforms. So if you want to have a discussion and continue this topic of hybrid martial arts versus uh, versus MMA, go and throw it on there. Also, if you can, tag what, what martial art you do. Um, what hybrid martial art you do and why you enjoy or do not enjoy some of those aspects that we just talked about. Anything you want to promote, Tim? Nope. If you're interested in, in trying some mixed martial arts with a hybrid theory behind it and you're in the Arkansas area, you can check us out. Cold Combatives. All right. Um, I guess if you're interested in training in Japan, <laughs> I say it. I laugh because I don't think any, I'm going to come all the irons and train at my gym. But if you're up in Japan, level up gym, check out the Instagram. You can see us there. Catch you next time.